At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Yeah, it's Opening Lines. We're still sweating stuff out here, though. We got an NBA game in the waiting section. 119, 116 lead for the Lakers here. 5.6 seconds left to go. But we won't update that live. Let's get through the National Football League. So, for those of you just joining us, welcome back from Sunday Night Football. Good contest. Indianapolis Colts get a big win over the San Francisco 49ers. So, if you're just joining the program, we're going to start at the top of the rotation and work our way around here for the opening lines for next week in the National Football League. And then coming up in about 30 minutes from now, Dan Saley's going to be with us, get his place for the opening numbers for college football. With that, Matt Humans, Green Bay, Arizona starts us off next week. Arizona, three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 53. Uh, for me, initial slight lean there toward Green Bay. If I was going to play it, I do think from a running game perspective, they have enough to exploit what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals up front defensively. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I don't think it's a bad matchup for the Packers, necessarily. Aaron Rodgers has been on a roll. This is, I think, Kyler Murray's, uh, I don't want to say first big test, but biggest test of the first half of the season. With uh, Aaron Rodgers coming in as a three-and-a-half-point dog, the Cardinals, every week you keep winning, you keep hearing about how you're undefeated. And, uh, you know, the the mainstream media has really jumped on the bandwagon. Sometimes that could be a negative thing. I think the Cardinals... Out of three and a half point favorites, will attract a decent amount of interest because they are seven and zero. But for me, it's uh, take a look at Aaron Rodgers here catching the points, and uh, that might be the side I play. By the way, the total at fifty two and a half or fifty three now uh, doesn't surprise me. The pu- public's going to want to play this over. Miami at Buffalo. That's next up on the rotation. Look ahead here was Buffalo eleven and a half with a total of forty nine. 
Uh, but the Dolphins lose today, yet again, to the Atlanta Falcons at the gun. We're up to 13.5 here at Circa, where we sit with a total of 49. You know, I don't think Tua played that poorly today. He made a couple mistakes. There's a lot of people who are bashing the Dolphins. They have not won since opening day at New England. Uh, but still, this number, to me, looks inflated. I, I would think 10, maybe 10.5. Uh, so when I see a 13.5 on the board, I'll wait to see if a 14 pops up. I'm not sure it will, but at that point, uh, I would buy the Dolphins here. I think this number is a little bit too high. Dolphins are – this is still a 10-win team a year ago yeah. that you're giving 13.5 points to. Uh, so I might I might be on the ugly dog here. Uh, by the way, a little bit of drama. John Moran fouled on a three-point shot. He misses two of the free uh, – excuse me, hits two of the three free throws. But a rebound foul, so now the Lakers go to the free throw line. Carolina and Atlanta up next. Uh, by the way, really quickly, I would concur with everything you said. I took my shot, though, with the Dolphins today, contest and teaser. I was like, yeah, maybe I got away with one. I don't know if I want to come back against the Buffalo Bills. Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta was a road favorite in that game against the Dolphins. Now they're a home favorite of just two and a half against Carolina. I got to say, initial lean, I still think we're giving too much respect for the Panthers here, just under that field goal. Panthers have been playing some pretty bad football lately, and uh, I thought with all the betting support the Falcons got this week, they would be three-point favorites across the board in this game against the Panthers. That's not the case. It's two and a half at most spots. Circuit has three now. Uh, I think it's uh, – I have not seen a buy sign on the Panthers here in the past couple weeks. And with Sam Darnold getting benched today, we don't know about Christian McCaffrey's status. I can't say I'm going to be on the dog here. By the way, you've been anti-Buffalo Bills this season. so Yes. I thought you would be uh, maybe uh, on that Dolphins side for the second straight week. No, nah, you got to uh, find your – you got to find your, ch- your, your shots. Right, yeah. and uh, – I think there's better teams to go to war with against the Buffalo Bills than the Dolphins, especially the way that they've been playing lately. So I'll tell you, I'll sit back. Now, if we're talking like 14 and a half or something like that, then maybe you can convince me. Uh, Philadelphia and Detroit, you talk about not seeing buy signs. Uh, they have been few and far between for the Detroit Lions, uh, but against the Los Angeles Rams, do show some fight here. Ultimately, stay within the number. Lose today 28 to 19. Does that carry over into a home spot against the Eagles, who look very poor here today? Lakers win. Lakers win. 121 to 118. But don't cover, uh, baby. I don't know. It was three tenths of a second on the clock. Ooh, what happened? The Lakers oh, no. stole the inbounds pass. I thought they dribbled out the clock. Yeah, I think the game is over. Anyway, talking about the uh, Eagles and the Lions. A lot of betting support for the Eagles today in Las Vegas didn't get there. In fact, 33-22, a deceiving final. Eagles were blown out in that game. Jalen Hurts did not play well. Uh, but still, it's hard to make the Lions anything less than three-point underdogs. It's just, uh, as, as a better, you almost have to be, you almost have to be um, insane to want to go to the window and bet on the Lions week after week. Yep. It's got it's a sickness, really it is. So <laughs> if you if you're betting on the worst teams in the NFL week after week, like the, remember when the Browns were winless a couple of years ago? Oh yeah. 3 years ago whatever and the Sharps would be on the Browns week after week after week. I don't know how you can play the Lions week after say, well, there's value in the Lion number. Value, it's man. that's yeah. a sickness. Now the Lions got there today, but they don't get there very often. What about Tennessee and Indianapolis? Are you with me that uh, if we're talking about like one here with this market, I still think the Colts are being a little undervalued. I think the Colts are in better form, even though the Titans uh, just beat the Bills and the Chiefs the last two weeks. I see a lot more upside in this Colts team on both sides of the football. And I think uh, you might be catching I don't know if better form is the right way to put it. I, I think they're in a better spot. Because mm-hmm. riding high off those two big wins over the Bills and the Chiefs, I think this might be the time for the Titans to get hit in the face and uh, get a reality check, and uh, I think the way the Colts are playing, they could do that. Well, riding high, and the market's going to be riding with them, right? Like, that's the other thing, too, is 
you're going to be getting maybe a little bit of peak value there. When well, I would the think I would say that if the Titans were like one or one and a half point road favorites, right? But with See the Colts goes, being yeah. one, one and a half, two point home favorites, I, I wouldn't say the market's gone crazy over the Titans yet. Yeah, interesting because you get two uh, runs here for both of these teams, right? You're talking about a Tennessee teams coming off of both of those wins, and we're talking about three straight covers for the Tennessee Titans and four out of excuse me, a five out of six, and now. The Indianapolis Colts coming in a 4-0 ATS run. So these are two teams that are playing extremely good football. We move on from there to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I know we we have just really quickly, we don't have that much time here. So don't use all of it to break this thing down for me. If Tyrod Taylor plays, if he's the quarterback for the Texans, you could look to take the points here. This number might, it's 15.5 at Circa. I don't know if it's going to touch 17 at any point this week, but if Tyrod Taylor plays... Uh, this might be a dog that would interest me this week, catching more than 14 points because it, it is a different team with a tie rod. Yeah, and, and to, just to let you know, too, and this is as of two hours ago, nothing is official for Tyrod Taylor, right. but he is expected to return to practice this week. So that's a really big deal for the Houston Texans. And long-necked Davis Mills, who has not done much as quarterback. Uh, he's not going to be rookie of the year. No, he is not. No. Sorry, Mitch Moss. He got a pretty good what, I think Mitch got. I think he got Davis Mills like 300-1 to one to be rookie of the year. Really? Yeah. Mitch loves those long shots, yeah. though. Put a little couple shekels on it. Uh, Cincinnati and New York. That's up next. Jets catching nine and a half at most shops with a total of forty three and a half. This look ahead with Cincinnati minus three and a half. Look ahead, as in like last week, it was Cincinnati minus three and a half. But Mike White looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals blow out the Baltimore Ravens. Those two things come together for quite the inflated number on the road here for the Bengals. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, with with the uncertainty of quarterback for the Jets, I think there's there is a drop off from uh, Zach Wilson to Mike White. I I don't know how many points it is. I would think it's at least uh, three. Think about that though. Might be four. How bad the Jets' offense and Zach Wilson has been, and there's maybe four point difference between him and their back. It could be a three to four point yeah. drop off. Plus, you're talking about a team and the Jets coming off a forty one point loss yep. to the Patriots, and uh, a favorite in the Bengals coming off a twenty four point win. At Baltimore, that was pretty impressive. So I, I'm not really that surprised by the six-point adjustment from the look-ahead to 3.5 to the current number at 9.5 here at Circa. But I don't think I'm going to lay that big number with the Bengals. What about Pittsburgh and Cleveland? Uh, where are you at with the Browns? Because they were in the ultimate by low spot Thursday. They get the cover, get the win against the Broncos. Now we're talking about three with a total of 43.5. Now Baker Mayfield. It looks like the signs are pointing towards Baker Mayfield not playing. The headline from yesterday was Baker Mayfield not going to be cleared until Doctors determine he can adequately protect himself. Reading between the lines, Case Keenum looks like he's going to be the guy for a couple of weeks. I'm okay with that. I said that before the uh, Broncos-Browns game. I like Cleveland a little bit better in this situation with Case Keenum, at quarterback. You know, we're talking about a banged-up Baker Mayfield, too, not one who's at full strength, so I don't think there's a drop-off. And I thought that was exhibited in Thursday night's game, the way Keenum played, and uh, I thought led the Browns to victory. Okay, here with the Steelers off a bye, Facing a bad matchup against the Cleveland defense, it can cause Big Ben a lot of problems. Uh, I think I'll pass on the underdog here. I'm, the Steelers have been lucky, JVT. They, they've kind of been uh, – they've patched things. They've patched up some holes. They've mm -hmm. kind of been barely eking out some wins. I think they're a fortunate, really fortunate 3-3 three and three football team. Really a 3-3 three and three team that – in reality, if you've watched them every week, they look like a one and five team. Yes. So I, I would probably leave Browns, if anything, here, but I'm not sure I'm going to play it. Yep. Uh, yeah, that game against Seattle, that was a dead over the whole time and not lucky in any way whatsoever. And then you get the, the Broncos game. It was, it was quite the run here for the uh, 
Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville, Seattle. Don't look now. Two out of three weeks, the Jacksonville Jaguars have covered a number coming off of a win. Now you get a week to prepare. Urban Meyer and that sharp mind to get ready for the Seattle Seahawks. I know I skipped one. I'll go back to it. Uh, yeah, I would say, depending on what we see from Geno Smith on Monday night, three and a half, four is probably the right number. Yeah, I, I think Smith's going to play well and the Seahawks are going to play well. They're a team that's lost four of the past five. A home dog on Monday night. I expect the, uh, the Seahawks put up a pretty good fight. You've got to make the Jags at least three-and-a-half-point dogs in almost any situation on the road. Uh, so there's not a lot to talk about there. Got to make the 49ers a four-point favorite on the road against Chicago? Well, I think three-and-a-half. I mean, it's tough to uh, give the Bears much of a, much credit for anything. They were down basically five touchdowns at halftime today. And you've you, you got a Niners team now that's lost four in a row. Yep. Little Shanty's going to be hot under the collar this week. Is uh, Little Shanty's worst day? He's a lot better than uh, Matt Nagy on his best day. And uh, still Justin Fields, what do you have, three picks through three picks today? Yeah. He's got a long way to go. I um, I think you got a favor, but the Niners by at least three. If you want the Bears, you go ahead and take them. I, said, I made the mistake of taking the Bears plus 13 on a contest card today. And forget that. No more Bears. <laughs> right. Done with the Bears. Uh, New England also uh, charges five-and-a-half point favor with a total of 47. The Broncos, three-and-a-half with a total of 44. Saints catching four and a half at home against the Buccaneers with a total of 50. And then the game of the week, in my opinion, Dallas one and a half right now with a total of 53 on the road for Sunday night football. Some good matchups there. I might be on the Patriots as dogs. Might be on the uh, Minnesota Vikings next Sunday night as home dogs. 30 to 1 to win the conference. Look out. All right, we'll come back. We're going to get to college football, man. We haven't talked about it enough actually at all here on the open. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. Hey, remember, check out vcin.com slash subscribe. We got a lot of stuff up there. We got the hoops guide. We got the hockey guide. We got much more coming up in what, two weeks from now? I know deadline is coming up for us. College basketball betting guide will be out as well. I'm charged with the WCC West Coast Conference Mountain West. What do you got this year? Pac 12, nice. Big 12. And I'm going to write the top 50 uh, college hoops power rankings. Wow. All right. Look forward for that. All of that and more. vcin.com slash subscribe. Coming up in 15 minutes, Dan Saley as he attacks the openers over at Circa. That's where we're at right now for college football. And that's where we begin, Matt Humans. What a weekend it was. If I were to tell you that we had a game go to nine overtimes this weekend and still stay under the total, how would you have felt about that? I would have said, JVT, you're crazy. <laughs> but that's reality, my friend. <laughs> but it happened. Illinois, 20. Penn State, 18. A final in nine overtimes. A total of 18 that. points scored in that overtime period. For the Zoos. Hey, this period. is one of the most ridiculous things you've ever heard. This game went to nine overtimes, and the team that scored 18 points and lost was a 24-point favorite. <laughs> last uh, last couldn't week, cover 20, well. they couldn't cover 24 if they held Illinois scoreless and had 10 overtimes. It's, uh, How about the winning team having a total of 38 passing yards in 2021? Yeah, it's hard that's to believe, too. Nightmare. I um, I think Penn State is going to be a tough team to buy on. Obviously, Sean Clifford's been a banged-up quarterback, and Nittany Lions have all sorts of offensive issues right now. But last week at DraftKings, uh, the number posted on this game was Ohio State minus 11. Right now at Circuit Sports, Ohio State 17.5. The game's in Columbus, and... You know, we just watched the Buckeyes blow out Indiana on Sunday night. And, uh, by the way, that was a 7-7 game in the final, 54-7. to So, uh, betters love to back the Buckeyes, and that's why you're seeing this number up around 17.5. You know, I like to bet dogs. I'm not going to be on Penn State in this game. Yeah, man, because here's the thing. You talk about making a case, like, and generally you can. The problem is, you mentioned Sean Clifford. He's clearly not healthy, but also... We're taught you we clearly have no faith in whoever is backing him up at this point because if he's clearly limited, but you still refuse to go to the backups, right? right? And even Franklin after the game was like, "No, nah, there was no thought of taking him out." It's like, okay, well then you you clearly have a problem. They also can't run the ball, right? right. So if your quarterback's going to be limited, now you're taking on an Ohio State team. You wins that right now. If you're talking about some of the advanced metrics like EPA per play defensively, it's the third best, one of the best defenses in the National Football League or National Football League in college football. <laughs> Some people would probably say that might be better than a couple of NFL defenses. But they're they're twenty right. first in the country right now yeah. in that metric, and they're fourteenth against the run. I just it, when you look at the just dreck that the Penn State and Indian Lions have put out there offensively, 
And then you add to the fact that they gave up 357 yards on the ground to mm. Illinois in that game over the weekend. Mm. Like, it, it just looks really bleak for Penn State. You can totally understand the adjustment. Yeah, yeah. From 11 to 17 and a half, I don't think it's too much because, again, betters love to back the Buckeyes. I'm seeing 18 and 18 and a half yep. out there. Actually, 18 I see at one spot. Uh, I was looking at the Oklahoma number, but I, I think uh, you're, you're going to see 18, maybe 18 and a half on Ohio State by the end of the week just because that's the team the betting public is going to want to support. It's tough to get behind Penn State right now, so there, there's a couple games in the Big Ten I think are interesting. That's one of them. Uh, this week, and I would expect Ohio State's going to roll. I don't know what the hell to think about Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, I do know this is one of the lowest totals I've ever seen in a college football game where a a blizzard is not in the forecast. Hawkeyes and Badgers in Madison, total 36-and-a-half. That's Big Ten football, baby. That's what we do. (laughs) Just a thrilling contest here. 20-17 to gets you over the total. I don't. I look. Iowa. We have to, we've talked about this multiple times. And Wisconsin. Wisconsin caught Purdue in a really good spot over the weekend. Uh-huh. Beat them up thirty to fifteen or thirty to thirteen. Didn't even really have to throw the ball. Badgers um, just ran the ball straight ahead against Purdue. Five of uh, eight. Grand Marts in that game. Took advantage of a poor quarterback play. Purdue's quarterback decided to uh, throw the ball to the Badgers a few times and. Oh. Yeah, Wisconsin didn't even have to uh, utilize the forward pass much, and that was like a game straight out of the 1950s. I wonder and, why uh, Ohio State dominates this conference, because they actually play with five wide I, I've said this about the Big Ten. I know some people really like Michigan, some really like Michigan State. I don't th- see anything special outside of maybe Ohio State. And I was saying this a few weeks ago, Iowa, Wisconsin, right. Michigan, Michigan State, I don't think any of those are special teams. And I do think the Wolverines and Spartans are going to get exposed at some point. Uh but they're going to play each other this weekend. We'll talk about that game with Dan Saley. I'll say right now, Wisconsin minus three. If I could lay two and a half with the Badgers, I would. Uh, I think I think Wisconsin's going to be the right side of here. Badgers have fallen flat in a couple games yep. at Camp Randall Stadium. I think they get right here and get the win, but it's not going to be pretty, and you got to be careful laying points. Maybe you should just lay the money line instead of the points. Let's say you lay 160 or 170, something like that, on the money line. That might be the way to go. This could be a third, fourteen to thirteen type of game, a seventeen sixteen oh. type of game. Yeah. The uh, in terms of EPA per play, the one hundred and seventeenth offense, Iowa versus the one hundred and nineteenth offense. Ooh, wow! <laughs> That's how you get a total <laughs> of thirty. Yeah, and, and you have the number one de- total defense in Wisconsin. Yep. And Iowa's defense has been pretty good, other than that Purdue game. So, wow, thirty six and a half still catches me off guard a little bit when I see a total that low. I thought the total was going to be like 38.5 or 40. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, to your point too, 10th uh, Iowa and EPA per, uh, per play defensively, Wisconsin second. So this is uh, not looking like it's going to be a shootout. We've seen crazier things happen though. All right, let's go to the SEC then because this is a pretty fascinating spot. And it's funny, it depends on how you build your teams, right? Because uh, quarterback, the most important position in football, or not really. We can talk about Georgia, for example, who sounds like they have a quarterback decision mm-hmm. on their hands. JT Daniels could be healthy this week. Stetson Bennett has been fine and is maybe looking for revenge after getting knocked out of the game against Florida last year and they got blown out. And then on the other side, Matt, uh, excuse me, um, um, why am I blank? Dan Mullen has yet to name a starting quarterback for the Florida Gators this week. Right now, Georgia. I think Dan Mullen's going to go with uh, the redshirt freshman, and that's Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. uh, over Emory Jones, who's a junior who's been the starting quarterback. Anthony Richardson is an electric talent. And I know in a game like this, Dan Mullen knows he needs 
A, a big time. He does. He, he needs a big time playmaker who can create some electricity, and that's Anthony Richardson. You know, and if 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 Richardson stumbles and is not playing that well, then he can uh, pull Jones or pull him and put in uh, Emory Jones. But my money would be on Richardson to be the starter. Uh, by the way, the the number of DraftKings on this game last week was fourteen, and right now it's fourteen and a half. So not much uh, movement here, but. This is one dog I will take a look at, JVT, because I think the Georgia Bulldogs have a weakness at the quarterback position. And it's, it's very seldom do you say, you know, the best team in the NFL or one of the three best teams in the NFL, what's that team's weakness? The quarterback. Yep. Georgia's obvious weakness, only weakness, I think, is at the quarterback position. I agree. And that's what makes that team vulnerable. I think 14-and-a-half in a rivalry game, uh, makes Florida somewhat attractive here. I think Anthony Richardson gets to start, and I, I would probably be on the dog in this game. Yeah, the difference between, because I think from a philosophy standpoint, teams like Georgia and Michigan are similar in the fact that it's bland offense, really strong defense. Right. The difference is that's NFL talent across the board for Georgia, right? Sure. And, and not so much. There are some good, solid players for Michigan, not to denigrate the kids there, but those are like legitimate NFL talent across the board for Georgia, and that makes a difference when you're talking about running an offense like that. But I completely agree. I don't, some think, point, I don't think the caliber of player recruited by Georgia and Florida is that much different. That right. Those numbers should be 14 and a half. Yep. And at some point, and maybe Florida forces them to do so, you got to open up the offense a little bit. You're going sure. to be in some of those games that you're going to have to play four or five wide and score. Don't you think it's perception, too, because Georgia has manhandled basically every team it's faced, and we're watching a Florida Gators yep. team that just came off a, uh, a very discouraging – let's put – this way, discouraging. I'm not going to say demoralizing, but the type of loss that discourages the betting public. To a team that uh, hated their LSU. coach. Yeah, <laughs> right, to right. a team that didn't like their coach anymore, apparently. And by the way, to your point, right, the suffoc- suffocating is a good term. Because you talk about it, 30 to 13 over Kentucky, 34 to 10 over Auburn, 37 to nothing over Arkansas. It's short fields. It's, it's defensive play. It's forcing turnovers. Yeah. It's not explosive offense for Georgia at this point right now. And uh, by the way, the last point on this, and we can prove that at this point right now, if you look at Georgia from an analytical standpoint, we're talking about offensively uh, in terms of like running game, 83rd in the country, top 30 in terms of the passing, in terms of EPA, excuse me, 83rd for their passing attack. So it's got a little bit of an issue there in terms of explosivity there. All right. What's also on the board for you before we get to Saley? I know we're going to get to Michigan, Michigan State with Saley. Yeah, one game we're not going to talk about with Dan is going to be in the Pac-12, and that's UCLA, Utah. And I was right about one team and wrong about one team yesterday. I, I had UCLA against uh, Oregon. Bruins get up 14 nothing, blow the lead. They rally. They come back. Dorian Thompson-Robinson gets knocked out. The freshman Ethan Garbers comes in, almost leads the Bruins to a comeback. Man, I, I'm so disappointed in this uh, UCLA team. You can't blow a two-touchdown lead like this on your home field. and you got control in a game of this magnitude. Uh, Utah, I thought, was in a tricky spot on the road. I did play Oregon State as a three-point dog. Utes had played uh, some highly emotional games the previous two weeks, and they had UCLA on deck, so it was a sandwich spot in the schedule. I think this number is a little too high at five. It opens uh, Utah five in Salt Lake City. At that price, I might have to back the Bruins uh, second week in a row and hope for better results. On the other side, Dan Saley gives us 10 poetic minutes on UNLV Nevada. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to get to with Dan Saley. Don't go anywhere. It's the opening line. This is V-CIN. 
This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today, tv.youtube.com, to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com. Find all the ways to watch and listen to VSIN. Let's dilly. No, let us neither dilly nor dally. Do it that way. Dan Saley's with us. He bets the board when these things open here at Circa. We're talking about the college football board. Dan, I will not waste your time. Get right into it. Game of the weekend. Michigan. Michigan State. What'd you play? Uh, all right, fellas. <laughs> Let's get in there. So, <laughs> uh, After week three, uh, Michigan was 3-0. and Michigan State had just beaten the Hurricanes in Miami. I think I got a lot of people pointing to this game, hoping both of them would be undefeated. You want this showdown before Michigan plays Ohio State. You know, uh, as you remember, Michigan calls Michigan State little brother, but not so little. You know, Sparty has won nine out of the last 13 games. Mel Tucker, the new coach, Michigan State, he's 1-0 against Michigan. And my question is, is could there be drama? Do you guys remember October 17, 2015? Never forget. Michigan up 23-21, right? Ten seconds left. All they, need to, all they have to do is punt. punt. punt I thought my Michigan, yeah, my, I thought my Michigan State ticket was toast. And then, of course, the unbelievable happened. Block punt, return to the end zone. Michigan State wins. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on the Internet. It is amazing. The entire stadium at Michigan went into a, a full surrender Cobra pose. And uh, the point I'm trying to make is this is not just another game, okay? Not just another game. Now, stats-wise, these teams are actually very similar. Michigan is slightly better running the ball. Michigan State is a slightly better passing team, or they are a better passing team. Their defenses are about statistically even. They have common opponents. They both beat Nebraska by three. They both club Northwestern. They both beat Rutgers, although Sparty did a better job there. Uh, Michigan, though, has played a bit tougher of a schedule. I thought this line was going to open at three. When it opened at four, I mean, getting Sparty at home by more than a field goal, I'll take it, and I hope we have another great game. Yeah, I'm with you here. Actually, um, I also have made a bet on Michigan State plus four. Like you, I thought it was going to open, I thought, two and a half for three. So I was happy to get four with the Spartans. And uh, I think the Wolverines are a little bit phony in this spot. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to another game that I know you have played. Dan, I'm going to let you uh, break it down, but I bet this one as well. And I, I played Stanford. Uh, we're, we're going to the uh, Pac-12, and we'll see where this no- – tell me where the number opened and what you bet it. I bet Stanford minus two. Yeah, that's where it opened, and that that line has not moved. It has not changed one bit. And I, I don't understand this line. So – let me tell you, I was talking to Matt the other day, actually, and he told me that he had ranked Washington in the preseason as the seventh-best team in the Pac-12. I did, yes. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking Matt Humans is a smart guy, actually. And he is right. You know, what have the Huskies shown other than that they are a middle-of-the-pack team in the conference? I don't know how long Coach Jimmy Lake is going to last there. I mean, they have some talented players on defense, but they don't have any great offensive players. And they've just done a lot of underachieving. Now, of course, they're capable of winning this game. But, hey, they have not won in Palo Alto since 2007. In fact, Washington has lost 12 of the last 16 games against the Cardinal. Now, of course, Stanford 
has their own problems. They, they can't run the ball very well, and they can't stop the run well either. But at least they have a, you know, a budding star quarterback with Tanner McKee. He's got 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that Coach David Shaw might be questionable, questionable with, but playing off of a bye is not one of them. This line should have opened at least minus three. I mean, this is the same Stanford team that beat the Huskies last year, 31-26, in Washington. You know, Washington also has Oregon on deck. Uh, I think Stanford has a short favorite at home off of a bye. I'll take the two. Again, I don't understand why this hasn't moved. Tanner McKee of uh, Stanford, by the way, threw for 356 yards against Arizona State. And uh, I like that side. So we're on the same side here with Michigan State plus four, Stanford minus two. And, uh, Dan, before we get to the other games, I want to go off script here and throw – I want to ask you what numbers you had on these two key games in college football. What do you have uh, for Georgia, Florida? Did you have it right around 14? Uh, Georgia, Florida. <sighs> Actually, we had it right around 15. 15, okay. But I, I don't like that game. And that's actually where the number is at right now, I believe. It opened at 13. I think it's now at 15. There's so much heat around that game. And Florida does have the personnel to make that interesting, just like they did with Alabama. But, man, if Georgia shows up with their A game, you know, that's probably not going to happen. I, at this point, I'm, 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 I want to hear what, what's going on with each team during the week. That's why I've not made a move on that game. Okay. I kind of like the Gators in the dog roll there, getting a lot of points. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to play it, but that's the side I'm looking at right now. I am not going to play Penn State getting all these points at Ohio State. What did you make the number in uh, Penn State, Ohio State, in Columbus? Circa has it 17.5 and 59. Right. And me personally, when I, when I was prepping for the lines to come out, my notes to myself were, if that, if that line opens at 13, Ohio State, which is maybe wishful thinking, I was going to take it for sure. But when it opened at 15 and, and certainly passed that 14 key number, I kind of wanted to stay away because, you know, that, that game last week with Penn State was a bit of an aberration. Are we going to see the same effort this week? I, I, I'm sure it's going to be different. And as much as Ohio State is rolling, and they are, and maybe they blow out Penn State, and, and that wouldn't shock me at all, uh, not getting getting a low number kind of dissuaded me. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. All right, Dan, let's go. I want to go to the ACC with you. Uh, walk us through Miami and Pitt and two teams in interesting spots after results from last week. Oh, uh, actually, I wasn't going to talk about Miami and Pitt. I was going to talk about Virginia Tech. Go ahead and talk about talk Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Let's uh, call an audible there and go to the Virginia Tech game. Yeah, sorry. So Georgia Tech is a wacky team. They lack consistency. Are you going to get the team that obliterated North Carolina, or are you going to get the one that lost to North, Northern Illinois? Uh, the great Rich Velez, he's got this strange compulsion to bet on Georgia Tech every week. Sometimes he gets me to bet them also, and that always ends badly for me. <laughs> but I can see why he gets seduced by them. They always show flashes of great play, and their havoc rating has been impressive at times. And it's been a tough season in Blacksburg. Too many almost victories were close losses to West Virginia, Notre Dame, Syracuse yesterday. Matter of fact, students were chanting Fire Fuente at the game yesterday. This is a great buy-low spot for the Hokies. They have lost the last three games in a row at home. Sometimes it is a benefit to go on the road. It can really focus the mind. So I was hoping to get Virginia Tech plus three. So when it opened at Pickham, 
I just waited for all the Georgia Tech fanatics like Rich Velez to push that number. And they did. They pushed it all the way to plus four, and I grabbed it. Loving that. Plus four is a great play with the Hokies. Even three and a half is good. All right, how much is Rich Velez giving you? Uh, what's he paying you to ma- give him mentions on the air tonight? A dinner for each one? Uh, la- the the okay. last time it was $20. I okay. $20. The great Rich Velez, by the way. All right, let's get to uh, Auburn in the SEC. Tell us what you played in the Auburn game. Okay, this is one of the most interesting matchups of the week is Ole Miss and Auburn. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder if Ole Miss is a bit emotionally spent. I and mean, They got crushed by Banna. They won 52-51 to 51 by stopping Arkansas's two-point conversion attempt. Then they had that wild trip to Knoxville and how that ended. And then yesterday, they're back at home, and they impressed. They did not let us down. They didn't let down against LSU. But now they got to go to Auburn. This is not a place or a team they've had much success against. But, hey, Matt Corral is awesome, having a Heisman-type season, almost 2,000 yards passing, 15 touchdowns, only one pick. Also, 474 yards rushing with nine touchdowns. And if you watched the Tennessee game, you know it was Corral's legs that won it. But here we have Auburn. This team has been growing up. This is not the same team that lost to Penn State. That performance at LSU, that seemed to be like a turning-the-corner type of game. I backed Arkansas against the Tigers, and I was surprised because they out physical the Razorbacks. This is a great spot for Auburn. They're coming off of a bye. Coach Harson is 13-3 and three off of a bye. They had a chance for some rest, prepped to face this Lane Kiffin, you know, Ole Miss dynamic offense. You know, also on Auburn's side is, is the fact that they, they beat Ole Miss. They beat the same Ole Miss team last year, 35-28 to 28 at Oxford. Mm-hmm. This game saw lots of movement. Check this out. It opened Auburn minus one. Then it went to Pickham, where I grabbed him. Then it went to Ole Miss, favored by one and a half. Then it went back to Pickham. And now it's back to Auburn minus one, where it started. So you have lots of different opinions from early betters. you got to love it. But the bottom line is, Auburn at home should be the favorite. I had Stan Saley at Bad Beat Bros on Twitter. Auburn minus one over Ole Miss, total 66.5. Dan, we're out of time. we got 10 seconds. Tell us why, or which side you played in the SMU-Houston game. It's Pickham right now. Yes, I took Houston at Pickham. This is a... Great offense against uh, a good defense. And Tanner Mordecai is awesome. But if Houston can get those stops on key third down, they are stopping opponents 23.4% of the time. Clayton Toon can move the ball. That's Dan Saley, ladies and gentlemen, on the opening line show. We'll be back to wrap it up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. NBA Guide, check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe. It's got a lot of good strategies, best bets, in-depth analysis from the experts, team and player predictions, much more. And you know what? How about this? vsin.com slash JVT. You want daily NBA betting stuff. Wow. Check that out, huh? In that NBA betting guide, my pick for Rookie of the Year, Jalen Green of the Rockets. How about this 8 for 10 from three-point range today? Read more at vcin.com slash jvt. That's right. vcin.com slash jvt if you missed out on it. One more time. vcin.com slash jvt. <laughs> All right. Now, with that, we move on because we do have a lot to get to, and we are the opening line show, and it's not just football that goes on in the world, right? We also have Major League Baseball, Matt Eumann. So let us discuss as the World Series is finally here. Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves, not the Los Angeles Dodgers. Good showing from the Atlanta Braves. So what's your initial read on this series between these two clubs as we approach first pitch on Tuesday? Well, I think the uh, the Braves are set up pretty well for game one with Charlie Morton on the mound. By the way, a former Astro, Charlie Morton. I think uh, Framber Valdez and some of the Astros pitchers maybe. be uh, – Performing a little bit over their heads in that uh, in that recent most recent series against the Red Sox, but uh, I don't have a strong opinion on which side to bet. I do lean Braves, and uh, I think I lean Braves in Game One and for the series. And for that to happen, Charlie Morton is going to have to pitch well in Game One. And I think he will. Yeah, series price: Astros minus one fifty-five, Braves plus one thirty before Game One. That and you can get in Game yeah. One. You can get the Braves at plus one twenty if you want to play it that way, or if you want to play them for the series. Play him at plus 130, but I'll probably have some sort of bet on the Braves going into game one. Yeah, and uh, as we look to it, right, when we talk about this uh, Astros team, you know, obviously you want to talk about health was one of the things for them. 
and uh, the lineup all of a sudden kind of becoming a little dormant, right, as it went on. So I am curious to see how this lineup reacts to facing a starting staff like the Braves because the Braves have been great, and they're still not going to have Lance McCullers either. Came out, obviously, that he's not That's a big deal to me. Here. You know, we, you and I talked about this last week on The Edge, the show we do in the afternoon for an hour from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Yes. Uh, I said Lance, McCull- Lance McCullers is a big setback. His absence is a big setback for the Astros, and I still believe that the way you set up your pitching for the series would be totally different. If you had an ace like that to go in game one, I, I would not be as uh, I would not be as eager to bet the Braves in game one or the series, but I think I'll probably go with Charlie Morton yeah. for a small bet in game one, a decent bet on the Braves to win the World Series. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> that report coming from John Heyman about three hours ago, Astros ace Lance McCullers won't be able yeah, to pitch That's in not the a surprise. Series. No, not at all, but now official. All right, with that, let's move on to the National Football League. We are rolling through the rotation, so uh, we'll get through some of these a little bit quicker as we're kind of getting through the opening lines for those who weren't with us. We can stop and focus on some of the games that are a little bit more important, uh, the first of which the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers. Look ahead here. It will focus on the changes from the look ahead, too, to the, the market number right now. No real change here. Look ahead line was Arizona, 3.5, total of 53.5. Now we're at 3.5 with a total of 53 for Monday or for, excuse me, for Thursday night. I lean Aaron Rodgers getting three and a half here. The Cardinals seven and zero. I think they'll get a decent. This is going to be a 50-50 split. If not, it might be a little bit heavy on the Packers. Catch more than a field goal. But the Cardinals have uh, attracted a lot of believers during their seven and zero start. No doubt about it. I I even question uh, how this Green Bay defense is going to slow down Kyler Murray and his weapons here. That's going to be a problem. I expect it to be a tight game. I like the idea of catching three and a half with Rodgers, who's been on a real roll during the six-game win streak for the Packers. I think the public is going to play this over the total of 53. So Miami and Buffalo, the adjustment here from a look-ahead perspective, uh, the look-ahead had Buffalo as an 11.5-point favorite with a total of 49. Now reopened market-wide at 13 or 13.5 with a total of 49. And then you get Carolina and Atlanta. And we don't focus on the game so much, but I I would agree. You, You brought this point up earlier in the show. Look ahead was Atlanta two and a half with a total of forty eight. We're still sitting on two and a half with a total of forty nine now, or excuse me, a forty uh, seven and or forty six and a half. I would think we've seen enough from Carolina that you at least adjust this to the full three in favor of the Falcons. I would think so. I, I have. Have you seen a buy sign on the Panthers in the last three it's or four been weeks? Sell, 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 uh, sell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also in that previous game, I think I'll play the Dolphins if I can get a fourteen at some point this week. I would. Uh, Dolphins have not won since opening day at New England, but I don't think they're that bad. They're still a 10-win team a year ago. This, I think this line's inflated by about three points. Yep. Uh, so I would look to play the Dolphins. And uh, I have two and a half. I think I'd, I'd lay it with the Falcons. I don't, I don't see any reason to be encouraged by the Panthers' uh, recent form. And also, don't forget, Sam Darnold got benched today. Yep. So we'll see if that's even going to be the case. Like right in terms of quarterback play, who's going to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers? And again, I'll always reiterate too. It's one of the early points we brought up about the Carolina Panthers on the edge. It's that the offensive line is not good. So if you think a change of quarterback fixes everything that's going on with Carolina, I would caution you to maybe pump the brakes a little yeah. bit because it's not just Sam Darnold uh, that is wrong with the Carolina Panthers. Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. Philly three and a half with a total of forty nine and a half. Lions put everything out there today. <laughs> To cover, at least, they still lose. Open the game with an onside kick. Uh, right, fake Bag punts. of tricks. Yep. Uh, ultimately still leads to nearly a double-digit loss. So now you have a desperate Lions team yet again at home <laughs> against a bad Philly yeah. team. Three and a half was a look ahead. Now we're sitting at three. Eagles, I just don't know. I get it's the Lions, and you said it. You can't make them anything less than three and a half, like a, a, an underdog, because but they're at home. The Eagles, 
Just don't know if the Eagles are at that point where they should be favored on the road. No, a lot of betters love the Eagles today, and uh, they regretted that decision because the Eagles got smoked by the Raiders. 33-22 final was not that close. Uh, Eagles got some questions at quarterback. Jalen Hurts not playing well right now. Gardner Minshew warming up in the bullpen. We'll see what happens there. I think you have to make the Lions at least three-point dogs. Uh, no betters are going to race to the window and bet the Lions if you're not getting at least three. So no, no qualms at all with that number. Uh, I'm not surprised the Colts are favored over the Titans. I just don't know if it's going to be one and a half, two, or two and a half, where that number settles. 4-0 ATS meets 5-1 ATS in their last six, right? So Colts on a four-game cover streak. Titans 5-1 in their last six and three straight for Tennessee. Interesting trend as well that was snapped today. Three straight overs for the Tennessee Titans before this game today went under the total against the Kansas City Chiefs. With that, we move on. Uh, we do get two double-digit spreads and another one floating around that range in terms of the uh, these big favorites. We right, we had three of them today, two of them covered. Rams, 14 and a half or 15. Actually, it's from 14 and a half to 15 and a half. It's 15 and a half here where we're sitting right now with a total of 45 and a half against the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor expected to return to practice this week. And then you get Cincinnati on the road against the New York Jets. Look ahead here was three and a half. But the difference is it looks like it's going to be Mike White at quarterback. So no Zach Wilson. Also, Bengals went on the road, beat up on the or excuse me, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. The quarterback questions for both of those and big favorites in both of those, both on the road. Yeah, I think if uh, Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback for the Texans, that team becomes bettable again. And I'm sure a lot of people took to 20 or 20 and a half today thinking that's an absurd number in the NFL. You have to take that. Well, Texans didn't cover. But it's a totally different offense with Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback. So that's the key to that game. If you put Tyrod out there, I might take the bait with the Texans at 15 or more. Uh, or even 14 and a half or more. How about the uh, Jets? What's the drop off from Zach Wilson to Mike White? I can't say for sure, but I would say Something. maybe three, um, maybe as many as four points. But it's also the fact that <clears throat> the Bengals won uh, by 24 on the road today, and the Jets lost by 41 on the road, which is why that number is adjusted from three and a half to nine and a half. I'm just. I don't disagree with the adjustment, but I, I can't lay that number with the Bengals. Half-point adjustment for Cleveland. Look ahead, it was 2.5 with a total of 45. Now we're talking about 3 with a total of 43.5. Again, no official news, but it looks like it's going to be Maker Mayfield sideline for a couple of weeks, which means we get Case Keenum again. Matchup for me, humans. Offensive line of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus that defensive front of the Cleveland Browns. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure for Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure this year. I like Cleveland with uh, Case Keenan, a quarterback. And I said that before they played the, the Broncos on Thursday night, and the Browns got the win there. It was a win by three. I would expect this to be a, a tight, low-scoring type of game as well. But I would I would like the Browns a little bit better if it is Keenum, a quarterback, than a beat-up Baker Mayfield. And uh, like you said, Cleveland's defensive front is going to be uh, – Maybe too much for ben, Big Ben to handle at this point when he's about as mobile as a mannequin. San Francisco at Chicago. The Bears caused you to throw your pen earlier today. So well, I threw my, you know, I threw my pen. That meant mm. I was throwing the towel in on the Bears. Right, okay, right. I'm not taking the Bears. I'm throwing the towel in. I'm not taking the Bears in any more contest picks. That's it. Yeah, I might, I'm not going to sell it. It wasn't a yet. real money bet, but it was yeah. a contest pick. And in a way, Important. that's kind of money. I'm, I'm not going to play the Bears again. That's it. Well, they're four point underdogs at the Superbook and a total of 43 no, at home against San Francisco. Jacksonville on the road against Seattle. Covered two out of three games. Seattle, three and a half, total of 44. But Jacksonville off the bye. Seattle plays tomorrow. So we get to New England and Los Angeles. Chargers, five and a half at home against the Patriots with a total of 47 and a half. I might be on the Patriots here, especially if a six pops up this week. Um, the Chargers are a team I typically look to fade when they're home favorites, and I look to bet them when they're 
when they're catching points. And don't forget what Bill Belichick did to this team last year. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. 45 to nothing? <laughs> yes. That was a different coaching staff, obviously. That was the worst Patriots team, to be honest with you. Uh, I, Patriots probably going to be on my card again. It seems like yeah, they're baby. on my card every week now. But probably going to be on my card again. I'll take five and a half if I can't get six. A team not on your card, Denver, three and a half, 44 against Washington. New Orleans, four and a half at home, catching it, 50. Dallas, Minnesota, game on the board, one and a half. The total of 53. Cowboys favored on the road. And the Giants catch a nine and a half on the road on Monday with a total of 52. Of that group of teams, I think the, uh, the Vikings probably interest me most as home dogs. Agreed. All right, we're all done. We'll see you tomorrow on The Edge, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Did you miss a VEASAN show? We have multiple daily and weekly podcasts to keep you up to date on all the latest sports betting action. VEASAN Best Bets bring you the highlights from our daily lineup of shows, including Follow the Money and a Numbers Game. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum gets you ready with the latest lines and action. Beating the Book with Yale Alexander provides the insider view on analytics-based betting strategy from professional bettors, handicappers, and sportsbook operators. Visit VEASAN.com slash podcast today to find all of our podcast options. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and analysis that matter to sports bettors. The action never stops, and we are always on for you with TV, radio, and digital coverage. Invest in your sports betting success. Visit vcin.com to learn more. New to vcin, the best way to learn more about sports betting and how vcin can help you is to sign up for our free daily email. You'll receive an email every morning with show highlights and expert insights. Sign up for free today at vcin.com slash email. That's vsin.com slash email. New to vcin, the best way to learn more about sports betting and how vcin can help you is to sign up for our free daily email. You'll receive an email every morning with show highlights and expert insights. Sign up for for free today at vsin.com slash email. That's vsin.com slash email. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest in 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 store for At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.